0: name. You've really done it this time. It's a funny thing when the bottom drops out, when you've done something horrible and irreversible, something that draws a before and after line in your life. No matter how much people try to express their disappointment, nothing can compare to the fact that you let yourself down. After all, it is your own life that you just ruined. I'm sorry, was all I could muster up she gave a single laugh. Sorry. Is that all you can say? What else could I say? Despite the nonchalant attitude, I was scared to death. And ashamed. Not so much for my parents, but for myself. They had their own agenda, which I was sure included a run for the presidency of the United States of America at some point. Over the lonesome, only-child years, I had come to understand my place in the family, to be seen and not heard. And while I played along with their game, I read voraciously and learned the ways of the world. I found out what made people tick how jealousy and hate and love and passion and insecurity drove people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. It was fascinating, this world of fiction. That's how I figured out what was going on with my father and our next-door neighbor's wife. The late days at work, the calling and hanging up, the expensive gifts that followed my parents' weeks of counseling—all of that preceding our abrupt move to our new house. That was their life—politics, scandal, and pretense. I had wanted better for myself. True love, just like in the romance books, and a family where people came closer in crises rather than falling apart. I wanted to go to college and do something with my life, maybe become a teacher or a doctor. Instead, I'd gone and made myself another statistic, an unwed black teenage mother. How stupid could I be? I was beginning to feel even more dimwitted for telling my parents about the pregnancy so soon. I should have just waited, like Felicia Moore did. Wore baggy clothes, wrapped up pads every month and put them in the trash can. And had my mama take me all the way to the emergency room while I complained of severe cramps right up until the very second I pushed the baby out. I heard that Felicia's mama fainted when the nurse came to the waiting room and announced, It's a boy, instead of It's a virus. There must have been a hundred other girls who'd done it and hadn't gotten pregnant. Why me? I buried my face in my hands, almost wishing I could bury my whole body with this baby inside me, too maybe I could just die in my sleep tonight. Then Mr. James could win the election on the sympathy vote, and my mother could establish another social coffee group, this one for mothers whose daughters contracted fatal cases of shame. Mama stood in front of me, warring with her thoughts. She almost came and sat down. I saw it in the way her left foot tapped ever so slightly, and I heard it as she whispered my name. But when my stepfather angrily called her to their bedroom, she latched onto his fury and said, You weren't crying then, so don't start crying now. I stayed at home until I started to show, around five months. At five foot four and barely a hundred pounds prior to conceiving, my body camouflaged the extra weight well. So far as the people in the community knew, I was simply filling out. I sang in the choir every Sunday at church, which meant that I had the luxury of putting on a choir robe and blending in right up until the service dismissed, at which point Mama whisked me out the back doors of the church. At school, I had always been the quiet type. Since we'd only lived in Houston for the minimum number of years mister James had to be a resident before running for city council, I didn't have any close friends. Nobody believed Bootsy when he said that he did it with me, except my unlicensed, unplanned parenthood counselor DD who lied so much that when she tried to go back and tell that I'd sought her advice, nobody believed her either. It helped that I was in a big school where girls popped up pregnant and dropped on and off roll sheets so often, it wasn't a big deal socially. Everybody had their suspicions, but under penalty of Mr. James, I never confirmed them, not even to Bootsy. I didn't talk about it at school, at home, at church. I didn't even talk about it to myself when I sat on the toilet. When the baby got big enough where I could feel his kick, I could only blink my eyes.